your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Three opens. We're going three open Friday today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I think maybe people are like, is that is Mitch on today? Is... And Mitch is back. Mitch is back. No, he's not. Uh, resigning as mayor after that city council meeting last night. Back on Lacrosse Talk PM, and then I have to sit in that cubby over there and answer the phone. <laughs> 608-785-7914. Guy on the, the other guy talking, if you don't know, is UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tregoski. Happy Friday, Rick. His patented Happy Friday call. Yeah. Uh, it's rarely ever not a Happy Friday. Well, beautiful day after a rough start this morning. I was on with Mike Hayes this morning while... There were two very risky things going on for my baby girl's sleep. It was thundering and pouring outside, so that's noise number one. Yeah. And I'm talking with Hayes, that's noise number two, and she slept through it all, which is a miracle. That's like the best thing you can ask for as a new parent. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, the, the minute it started torrential downpour was the minute I was walking into Gunderson to uh, try to have my dizziness uh fixed so i I think we're good i think we're good i talked about that a little bit yesterday uh still a little loopy but that's all right um friday news dump have we got any of those yet Trigoski? well it's not really a news dump but breaking news is that it looks like the 2024 republican national convention will go to milwaukee it had been kind of uncertain for a while if nashville was maybe going to host the convention milwaukee wanted it and it looks like Milwaukee's got it. It just has to kind of go through the final approval, and it'll be summer 2024. The new presidential nominee or the new old presidential nominee of the Republican Party in Milwaukee. I mean, the the word on the street is that President Trump is going to announce his 2024 candidacy even before these midterms this year. Yeah, some people say don't do that because would that be good or bad for Republicans for him to do that? Well, it is good politics for President Trump. I don't know about the party as a whole. It's good for President Trump because the sooner he gets in, the sooner other candidates decide that I don't want to run if President Trump is in the mix. President Trump is very wary of particularly Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as a potential competitor. And he wants to maybe intimidate DeSantis, try to pressure DeSantis to stay out of the race. And A good way to do that is to be the first mover, the first candidate to jump in the race. That shapes the decision-making of everyone else in the process if you're first to jump in, especially if you're President Trump and you're first to jump in. So I think strategically for him, it's actually quite smart. And I think it may cause people like DeSantis to stay out. I don't think it'll cause everyone in the Republican Party to stay out. I don't think we're going to get a clear field, but no doubt Republicans are going to think, two times, three times before they decide to jump in a race with President Trump. Does this have, what kind of effect does this have on, let's go, Tim Michaels' campaign, um, uh, Derek Van Orden, these people that are touting Trump, I'm I'm backed by Trump, I'm all in on Trump, and now Trump is announced. I, you know, him announcing right before the midterms, does that help Derek Van Orden in terms of, of winning a district? You know, vote, do voters go... 
oh, Trump's in on this. Derek Van Orden's endorsed by Trump. I need to go to the vote. I need to go to the poll to vote against this guy or for this guy. Rick, it's so difficult to say because President Trump jumping into this race would lead to all kinds of unknowns. First of all, we don't normally have a president be in office leave office, and then run for president again. How many times has that happened? Do you know uh, off the top of your head? Not off the top. It's, it's very rare. It's very not a rare. History. It has happened. Not a history professor. No, I'm not. Political. No, um, I'm not. Um, okay. But no, also go ahead. to announce this early is unique. Normally, it's the maybe a year and a half in advance of the election you would announce your candidacy for president. Trump announced his 2016 candidacy in July of 2015. So to do it this early would be unusual as well. So two unusual aspects make the politics quite mysterious of President Trump's strategy. Also, is this any surprise at all? Donald no, Trump is already we, nobody is like, whoa, Donald Trump's in the race for president for 2024. I can't believe he announced. Like, it's really? not. I, all along, I'm assuming that it is going to be Joe Biden on the Democratic side and Donald Trump on the Republican side. Until anything happens to make me question those assumptions, I will move forward with the assumption that that's going to be the matchup in 2024. I mean, I know a lot of Democrats are unhappy with Joe Biden, want him to not run. A lot of Republicans would prefer President Trump to not run. For example, Jim Steinecke, the majority leader in the Republican-held state assembly here in Wisconsin, he has said it would be his preference for President Trump to not be the nominee of the party. Of course, Republican voters might have a very different idea about that. Oh, people like me are really happy with Joe Biden. He's fist-bumping the Saudi crown prince today. Great, great, Joe. And then he's uh, taking, uh, he's having Mexico pay for the wall. So we're building the wall. Good job. Joe Biden's got to get that wall built. Uh, now that Joe Biden's doing it, it's cool. But Mexico also paying for it. We don't see uh, anyone touting that around the uh, Rick, around just the, the lack of enthusiasm on the Democratic side for Joe Biden is what is so striking. And polls show that lots of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again. We often have this pattern in presidencies where a presidency hits some road bumps, a presidency hits some struggles, and you wonder, well, could this president really run for re-election? Uh, are they really in a weak position? But in this case, I think Joe Biden's political position is uniquely weak compared to past presidents. Okay, so it's it's July 2022. Yep. The, the, the presidential primary process wouldn't happen for quite a while. So over a year away. Is it really stupid that we're even we're even having this conversation? Only in the sense that now we have greater clarity about President Trump's thinking, though, as we noted, it had been a safe assumption all along that President Trump was going to right. run in 2024. We were just waiting for him to make some concrete moves towards doing that. And he is indeed making concrete moves towards setting up a 2024 run. Is it one of them things where Trump's not in the news enough, so he has to make news by announcing he's going to make news? That could be <laughs> where his team is leaking to the press that, hey, He's making some big moves to get ready for a 2024 run. And also those moves, not surprising to anyone. Not surprising (laughs) at all. And he also really wants to assert his power in the Republican Party to show, hey, I'm still the big dog here, that my intention to run in 2024 is going to intimidate the heck out of other potential candidates in the Republican field. I think that's a big reason that President Trump is doing this, to 
create some fear within the party to intimidate his potential rivals and to get some press, too. All right, we got a break for news. That's UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chergoski. We'll see what else we can get. Uh, marijuana referendum? Can we get to that? Too? Yeah. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Tregoski is uh, in studio with me. And we're we're looking we're gonna do we're gonna do this we're gonna go from marijuana to edibles to munchies. Yeah, and state, there's a clear theme here. And state fair munchies for we'll see how far it's got to be right up number three's alley. Number three, we're gonna talk about state fair foods here in a minute. About what? State fair foods. I've never been to a state fair. Well, best time to go. You don't have a job. No, I'm gonna have to go to work. Oh, the wife's already applying at Walmart. <clears throat> Okay. I tell that little professor down there, he better start charging little. you guys consulting fees. Why, why do you always belittle him by belittling I'm him? Not the, I'm not doing that. I'm saying he's a nice guy. But you call he's him little all the time. A.M. and P.M., he should start charging. He's six foot five. Do you know that? <laughs> Is he? No, no, I'm he just kidding. He doesn't look that big on television. No, I'm just I'll kidding. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell him the same thing I told Mitch. He scrubs up good. He was all dressed up the other day. Looked like a million dollars. I will say I I, I, I took him. I gave him some food one time. Hey, were you down at the clinic today? Yeah, I went right when it torrential downpoured at seven o five. Were you dizzy? No, well, I, I they made me dizzy inside. Yeah, in the doctor's office. Oh no. Yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Right. Okay. You know, if they can't find nothing wrong with you, they send you to that other ward, and they'll sure find something wrong with you there. <laughs> In a straight jacket. All right. Anyway, I don't know if I'm going to wait. Can wait until Trump gets reelected or not. I've been losing about 5000 a month on my 401k, and I never had that problem. When Trump was in there, I think Biden done it to me. Yeah, that's that's the uh, easy way to to do it. Just point to Biden. Either him or Putin or the, our vice president. Yeah, it might might have been every time. It might have been a yeah. It might have been a pandemic that stopped the 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 entire world from producing things. Yeah, well, you know, my financial advisor said, "Don't worry, number three, it'll come back." But you know, number three, seventy-eight years old. And I ain't got that long left on Earth yet. You must be doing all right. You can afford a financial advisor. <laughs> well, she's got my money. Is that your wife? <laughs> oh no, I give it to somebody that charges me so much every month just to watch my money, and I'm dumb enough to pay somebody to watch my money, and they lose it every month. Yeah, just put it in a mattress under your mattress. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Sounds right. good. Thanks. Carry for on, you two guys. I'm going out for fish tonight. All right. Sounds good. Um, right. We'll get. Let's. We'll get to that in a minute. Eric's been waiting. Eric, go ahead. You're on the. You're on with Anthony. I like. To, excuse me. I like to ask Mr. Chagoski, the expert in political science, something about the January 6th hearings. Go ahead. It's Doctor Chagoski, but go ahead. Um, do what? Uh, would you consider these hearings objective or subjective? Now, I gotta, I'll give you a reason why. Steve Bannon, he had a private meeting with these uh, investigators, and they wanted to know beforehand what his answers were, because they certainly didn't want him out there if he told something that 
didn't fit with their narrative. That's what I'm saying. This is subjective and not objective. Do you agree with that? All right. Thanks, Eric. I get what Eric's saying. What I'm looking forward to is when the January 6th committee makes public the raw files of every transcript, every video, just put it all on the table. And they've done a very good job of creating compelling television. And they have been quite successful at conveying a story of what happened. Now, there could be a counter-narrative, but we do need to remember that Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the House of Representatives, decided to pull his party's participation from the January 6th committee. Nancy Pelosi had vetoed two of Kevin McCarthy's people who he wanted to be on the committee. She didn't veto all of them, but because she said no to Jim Jordan and she said no to someone else, then McCarthy said, well, forget it. I'm not going to participate in this at all. The Republicans aren't going to participate in this committee at all. Now, the anti-Trump Republicans, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, are both on the committee. But I'm going to reserve my final judgment of the committee until I get a sense of just everything they've done. Every interview they've conducted, the full transcript, the full video, the full range of the investigation. That's not how we do radio, Trigas. I know, it's not good radio. No. It's not. Also, we need... A nerd like you is going to go through all that, maybe a lot of that stuff. I, I plan to go through every page. And um, I know, like, Keith Knudsen would probably do that. Yep. But me, I'm going to need the TV show. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need somebody to put it on TV and make it interesting for me. Otherwise, I, I ain't going to watch. Yeah, well, you know, let the nerds like us go through all of the documents that the January 6th committee produces, and then we'll try then, to make things interesting for you. And then we'll give you an hour right here well, on g- Friday. Give us an hour. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do a couple hours. Um, all right, I want to move on. Just uh, thanks for the call, Eric. Um, a referendum putting marijuana... Uh, the Lacrosse County Board is going to put marijuana on a referendum again. They did this in 2018. 16 counties, in fact, did that in 2018. 16 counties passed marijuana legalization. All of them, well, most of them by vast majorities. Um, I think Bill Fian, the Lacrosse County Republican Party chair, said yesterday on Mike Hayes' show that that's just the way to get Democrats to come to the polls. You agree with that? I do, with a catch. And the catch is that this is an issue because the Republican state legislature, the Republican-controlled state assembly and state senate, are making very slow movements on the issue of marijuana. They have taken recreational consumption legalization completely off the table and are just inching very slowly when it comes to medicinal marijuana. So this is a big issue, and there's public frustration with this because the public is overwhelmingly in favor of legalizing medical marijuana. And and all our neighbors are doing it. Yeah, other (laughs) states are doing it. I mean, La Crosse County is an especially interesting case for this because across the border to our west— Now we have THC edibles that are legal. And then in Illinois, marijuana is legal as well. So we've got Michigan, Michigan, we've got Canada, we've got bordering (laughs) states. uh, We've got bordering states that have legalized marijuana. So I I, I get what Bill is saying, and I agree with him that that Democrats will benefit from 
saying, hey, come out to the polls and you can vote on legalizing marijuana, even though it's just advisory. There's nothing official about this vote. But it's an issue because the Republicans have just moved at a snail's pace on this issue and are not in step with public opinion. So I, I get what Bill is saying. He's correct. But it's an issue because the Republican state legislature has not caught up with public opinion on this issue of legalizing medicinal or recreational marijuana. Why don't we take advantage of these ballots with all kinds of things? Why don't well, we put like 30 things on the ballot for referendum? I I mean, the, the county isn't doing this, the city is, but conversion therapy ban, it's on, it's on a referendum. Let's, let's put it on, a, or it's not on a referendum, it's up for voting in the city council. We could put that on a referendum. We could put, you know, anything. How about we put this on referendum? Should Joe Biden and or Donald Trump run for president in 2024? We should just go crazy with this thing, right? Yeah, let's put that on a referendum. Should the old guys that ran the country this year <laughs> and the last term run the country the next term? Or do you want somebody else? You know, like just yeah. uh, th- that'll get everybody. To, you can't say that's controversial because we're going to put both Joe Biden and Donald Trump on a referendum. Rick. This gets to a point that I made with Mike Hayes this morning. In other states, there is a way to actually make laws with this process. In Colorado, the first state that legalized marijuana, they can have voters put a proposed law on the ballot. And then if a majority approves of that proposal, it just becomes law. Right. And, and we, we, see, don't, we don't have that in Wisconsin. I think we saw that in North or South Dakota with something, and then the legislature reeled it back. Like, that, ah, that's too progressive no, for us. No, that can happen. The thing in Colorado was that at the time, the state legislature and the governor did not approve of legalizing marijuana, but the voters did. And they were able to get around a state legislature, a governor that was not in touch with public opinion, legalizing marijuana themselves at the ballot box, the public did. We don't have that that avenue. We don't here have that. And we and also don't politics have, here would look a lot different if we did. We also don't have a state legislature. Mean Republicans in the state legislature a couple months ago said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh they did. They talked about legalizing medical marijuana in in a committee meeting. Yep. And also, they adjourned for the rest of the year, so it would never go to a vote. So they just—they're trolling us. Hey, look at us—we're talking about marijuana, and then ten, 10 months off. We're exactly, taking ten months off. Exactly, and it is making a mockery of the idea of a full-time state legislature. They are supposedly a full-time state legislature here in Wisconsin, but then they take ten months off. And Rick, that is another reason. That I think we're seeing frustration with marijuana policy because, like you said, we did finally get a hearing on medical marijuana. I think the public was more than ready for it because overwhelmingly the public supports legalizing marijuana for medicinal purposes. But then it was sort of a one and done thing. And now we're out of here, the state legislature, till 2023. I you know, think the public was understandably frustrated. When you're when you're digging through all your files, why don't you just dig into the la- every term and see when the the legislature adjourned? Let's go back for like what? Let's do all no not uh, let's do like what the last decade? So the last five terms, how many times is the state legislature? You don't know that off the top of your head. Though. I, I don't, but it is weird to have a so-called full-time legislature that works two months out of the year. and Two, two months and two weeks. They yeah. work two weeks in March. <laughs> Let's give them a break. Hey, we get, speaking of that, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Scott's comment, Brad doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. UW Lacrosse 
Political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tregoski on with me. We were just talking about my doctor visit. How, how is he going to pay for I have no idea how much it costs to go. Like I'm just like, all right, well, we'll see later. It would be nice thing, to know. Rick, when, when you go to the doctor for whatever, it's just a complete mystery how much it's going to cost. And there's a little bit of mystery to what's wrong with me yeah. also. So they're going to like, okay, well, it could be. And then, so there's, there's that. But also... You know, I don't know. It's just so it's so goofy. Like we should be in a society where we don't have to think about what it's going to cost to go to the doctor. Anyway, I'll bring uh, I'll bring Mark Newman on and talk about <laughs> it, uh, who's running for Congress on on kind of just like that's his his big push. All right, we were talking about putting marijuana on a referendum, along with uh, should Joe Biden run for president and should Donald Trump run, run for president. Put the, putting that on referendum going into the uh, midterms, uh, Lacrosse County Board. Get to it. What else could we put on there? Ban conversion therapy. If the city wanted to do that, could the city put it on their referendum for their, their, you know, presumably. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, that got into the idea that all of our neighbors, except Iowa, of course, have legalized marijuana recreationally in some form, Canada, recreation, Michigan, recreation, marijuana, legal, Illinois, recreation, marijuana, Minnesota accidentally legalized THC edibles, so essentially like gummies, I'm guessing. I'm not a marijuana expert, so I don't. But like, can you explain how the the Republicans in the Minnesota State Legislature, first of all, they didn't understand what they were signing a bill into law, and then they and then the comeback after that was like, oh, whoops. Yeah, so this is a big problem in legislatures where legislators don't know what they're voting on because they just go along with whatever the party leadership tells them to do. And they don't read the bills. They don't really think twice about what they're voting for. It's just leadership told me to vote for this or leadership told me to vote. But would Republican leadership have told Republicans to vote for the THC edibles legalization bill? You know, it's possible that they just didn't mention it or that they didn't really inform. Maybe leadership didn't know what it was. You know, there, there was a very interesting no comment from Jeremy Miller of Winona, the Republican leader in the yeah, state the Senate. Senate. Yep. And I suspect that Jeremy Miller realizes that he messed up by not warning his colleagues to vote against this. Like, hey, guys, just letting you know that we should vote against this because it legalizes THC in edibles and beverages. There were Republicans who, you know, didn't know what they were doing. Senator Jim Abler, a Republican committee chair, said, that doesn't legalize marijuana. We we didn't just do that. <laughs> and Democratic Representative Tina Liebling said, are you kidding? Of course you have. <laughs> so Jeremy Miller could totally run on this. He's the two colleges in Winona. Yeah, He's going to run on it. Yeah, legalized edibles. popularity. He's going to be the most popular. All the rich Republicans in Winona vote for him. And now all the college students will be like, party, Winona, Jeremy Miller, edibles. You know, the thing is, Rick, this was a marathon conference committee session in the Minnesota legislature, meaning they were voting on bill after bill. After Bill, cram after session. Bill, a cram session, and after a while, you just lose track of what the heck you're doing, and that's not a good way to do government because you might not know what you're voting on. And in this case, it seems that Republicans, who had been the 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 element of the state legislature blocking marijuana legalization, because the Republicans have the majority in the Minnesota State Senate. In fact, they accidentally seem to have 
voted to legalize THC in edibles and beverages. And I bet that there are places in La Crescent that are now enjoying some increased business from people crossing the river over there from this side to find some things that they will enjoy consuming. Also, like, isn't that what Republicans try to run on is, hey, small business opportunities. And here they're just voting in Wisconsin. They're not even talking about it. Um, Dana said, uh, as we were talking about putting stuff on referendum, I, th- I, I'm, I'm, I think this is what she said. I have an idea. How about can we try equal rights for women again? Can we, she, does she want that on referendum? Yeah. Yeah. One. Like the Equal Rights Amendment. Yeah. It was an amendment back decades ago. That said, there will be equality between the sexes and that you can't undermine equality between the sexes under the law. So just putting equality between the sexes in the Constitution, it came just a little bit short of actually getting added to the Constitution. So some people want to revive that amendment. I will bring too many women to the polls. (laughs) We're not doing that, Dana. Get out of here. Um, all right, going going back to edibles, and uh, so the the Minnesota law passed. Is it law? It's law. It's law. So I can go do that right now. I can get right now. I we could both some, go to La Crescent and get some gummies, which is be interesting because if I'm going to get some gummies, then I don't know how edibles work. But the way marijuana used to work when I did this in college for a while uh, just made me really hungry. And if uh, we do this now in Minnesota, the state fair is coming up. So if we all got the munchies right before the state fair and the Wisconsin state fair is coming up before Minnesota's, right? Is the Wisconsin state fair right around the corner here? Yeah. I, I, you know, Rick, I've never been to the Wisconsin state fair, but I really would like to go sometime. They're proposing like 80 new, 80 new foods or 80 foods or something like that. And, and um, the, the idea that I was looking at some of the foods and I'm like, what, these aren't Foods. These are just combinations of foods that are weird. These are weird. This is like the Bloody Mary that you get at the 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 towny bar that's got a f- piece of fried chicken <laughs> and like an ice cream cone. Right. In it. Right. That's so. So let's just break down some of these things after we eat our edible marijuanas, or we go to Illinois because we could do this at the Wisconsin State Fair. You go to Illinois, get a bunch of legalized recreational marijuana. And then, you know, use it down there and then somehow get a ride back to the State Fair in Milwaukee. Um, you could take the train, right? You could do that. Uh, the bug apple on a stick. So a chocolate-covered apple with edible June bugs, crickets, worms, and ants served on a stick. Those edible insects seem to be all the rage these days in health food. This is going to be the new thing when we can't, we can't eat animals the way we are eating animals right now. The, the, the way we're factory farming out animals and uh, stuffing them with all kinds of chemicals. Uh, we're just going to be all eating June bugs. That's what we're going to be doing. I've heard a lot of people who have started eating crickets. Have Have you ever tried that? I've never tried crickets, but I, I've I've read about it. Yeah, and I have a lot of crickets in my basement. So Wait, sometimes I'm like, let's have a feast. Yeah, just like get the grill out. Yeah, and put them on tinfoil, a sure. little butter. Yeah. I also, just I mean, do we do we kill them first, or they get? Do oh, they, I, I don't know. This is going to this is going to get dark real soon. Yeah. Next. Next uh, food item, Wisconsin State Fair. You go. Uh, gummy bear brought a bratwurst infused with gummy bears and served on a bun that's topped with a honey mustard drizzle and gummy bear garnish. What is gummy bear garnish? It is, according to the picture I'm looking at, just five Must- gummy bears that they dropped on the brat. Oh, you're right. Okay. I was thinking, like, maybe they melted gummy bears. That's kind of what I thought, like too. A, like a like mustard or something. Because garnish, but- it sounds fancy. 
Like, yeah, they but just garnish, literally drop right. a few gummy bears on the brat. But so gummies infused in a brat. So do gummies melt? I think gummies get real slippery and squishy, but they, I don't know if they melt. It, if you look at the picture, it looks disgusting. I would well, not want to try this. I'm a guy that the picture, the brat isn't cooked enough for me. I'm a guy that needs this brat like just burnt to a crisp because I just I am the same way. I just don't. And then I love it. And I also like your sauerkraut on my brat. So I don't. This is the opposite of that. So, this is the complete opposite not of gummy bear garnish yeah gummy bear garnish but like some people get cheese in their brat and the cheese oh, melts sure, and it's sure. kind of nice right it's like the juicy lucy that we have all over the place in minnesota with the cheese melted inside the burger right so does the gummy that's why i want to know if the gummy melts and creates this like sugary like sometimes these combinations these opposites attract might it might work i wouldn't be opposed to eating the the gummy bratwurst i'm but i also I don't know. What would you rather have, the bugs on an apple or gummy brat? Yeah, I don't really want either of them, but just out of curiosity, I would try the bratwurst infused with gummy bears. What are they putting on the apple that keeps the bugs on it? Like frosting or Maybe it caramel? just kind of sticks to the, it, the chocolate. The guts of the bugs, the maybe? The guts of the bugs. Right. The adhesive properties of gut all right, I don't. This next one, dirty martini dip with homemade chips. This is just like this is just like a, a like chip dip in a martini glass. Yeah, this isn't it's just a special. fancy way to serve chips and dip. It's basically just a plate of chips with a martini glass that has dip. It's kind of cool looking. All right, we're gonna go. I think Kent's calling in. Kent, are you going to the Wisconsin State Fair? Not if they put gummy bears on my brats, brother. <laughs> All right. That's, I mean, you don't have to have. I think you, I think they'll have regular brats, too, probably. Well, so. if they got, if they're, what, THC infused, I'll have one, but I don't. Well, then you're going to have to go to the, man, that would be a great idea for the Minnesota State Fair. You would go to the Minnesota State Fair, right, Kent? Could you report live from the Minnesota State Fair for us? I was up there. I'll go up there and report for you and let you know how disgusting gummy beers on a brat would be. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to let you guys, hey, Doc, how's your little daughter doing good? She's doing great, Kent. Thank you. Yeah, great, she's great, 11 great. weeks old today. Oh, man, you got your hands full now, brother. Oh, you got that right. But, hey, just to let you know, this, I know Rick says, oh, did they pass that law in Minnesota about the infused brownies? Well, check risk. Rick's desk drawer right now because I know he stopped on the way to work. That's today. funny. You think I have a desk? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Wherever hit your locker, wherever you keep your coat. I know you, Rick. You stopped. Come on, man. I I what? You stopped on the way into work today to pick up some of that infused THC gummy bears and brownies, whatever they're selling there in Minnesota. I get too hungry when I do that, but I haven't tried it yet. I might maybe after a volleyball game when I'm sore one day. I think that would help me out. That would help the knees out, but you know what you do? Bring some in for all the employees at work and just leave them on the coffee break table. I'll do that the day Sean Kudron's in. <laughs> yeah, do that. Say, hey, Sean, have a, have a brownie, man. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ken. All right, love you guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 608-785-7914. Um, yeah, so, uh, all right, back to this. Okay, Dirty Martini Dip. We got to get to the Minnesota ones, I think. Is this donut dog one interesting? You know, I, I do like the donut dog idea, sort of that sweetness that you add to the hot dog. This is the a, same idea as the brat gummy that you're not into. Now we're doing a donut with a hot dog in it. Well, it's different when it's a donut versus gummy bears. It's an all-beef hot dog wrapped in bacon and a fresh glazed long john donut 
bun that's drizzled with icing. It actually sounds pretty good to me. I mean, they just put bacon on it. It's all you got to do. That's I, all you got to do. You know, do. you go to some burger joints, and the new thing is to have burgers with donuts as the buns. Um, speaking of just getting, you know, what uh, too much sugar, I guess. Well, I'm trying yeah. to think of the insulin. The I can't think of the word when you get have to have insulin shots. Diabetic. Speaking of getting diabetes... In Minnesota, cotton candy float. This feature is cotton candy soda poured over oh. vanilla ice cream and topped with cotton candy. Just pure sugar. Just, <laughs> just, just dump a bag of sugar down my throat. Essentially, <laughs> right? It's it's uh, sugar poured on sugar and then topped with sugar. Um, this is this one sounds just awful, but maybe because I don't like pickles. This is almost pineapple pizza, but it's pickle pizza. Uh, and essentially that's all it is. It's just, uh, it's yeah. called Rick's pizza. It's just literally picture a pizza that has sliced pickles all over Instead it. Of Instead of pepperonis, picture pickles. It sounds awful. I don't know why anyone, I don't like pickles on anything though. So I, maybe pickle pizza would be something for people that love pickles. But it is from a place called Rick's pizza and you are denying that is, it is you. Yeah, I definitely is. wouldn't. Okay. I, it would be Richard's pizza and then people <laughs> would call me dick. Uh, marshmallows, whipped cream, and cherry. So what is, uh, did I miss something here? I don't know. What's this one? Is that the cotton candy float or? Oh yeah. Okay. We must've like cut yeah. off the, the rest of the thing. That's, that's fine. That's just another sugar with sugar. Just more sugar. The only thing I want to do Cause is. Because the cotton candy soda does not have enough sugar. You need to add more. Right. So Northside Ken is definitely onto something here. THC infused bratwurst. I mean, we're like. <laughs> There's got to be just the THC infused everything at the Minnesota State Fair. This would be amazing. Like it was just uh, brats, all the sugary crap that you're thinking of. Those cookies. What are those cookies? The the mama, sweet Martha's. Sweet Martha's THC infused cookies. Could you imagine ever, the amount of people that would be getting those? Well, imagine the increased food sales. I mean, these places already make a fortune on food sales, but you get a bunch of people who have had their THC edibles get the munchies, and they're spending. Twice as much now on their food idea on their food items. Is it too late to get a booth at the, I, at the Minnesota I, State I Fair? We need to try to get in. Not to be sexist, but like it's I'm not very good. Girlfriend's pretty good at cooking. How's Brianna? How are you at cooking? Uh, we don't enjoy it, but could we could we throw up some recipes with THC in it and then just start the booth? <laughs> THC infused. I mean, I may I may want to steal Kent's idea and just we'll just buy some brats like just from down the road and. We'll throw some THC in there. Sure. I mean, why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. All right, we got to take one more break. All right, just going to wrap up here in Lacrosse Talk PM with UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski. We're we're looking at the rest of the state fair foods here, and uh, this one, uh, a, a all beef hot dog dipped in corn batter, corn batter rolled in mixed minced tater tots cheddar cheese and onions i give that a try and then you deep fry it i'd give that a try for sure yeah i would eat that but i would need nine of them and i would (laughs) need to be alone secluded in my basement nobody around because the amount of like what that's going to do to my body after i eat it i would just rick these new foods are in two categories like they're just plain weird or they look delicious and they're brilliant ideas. And I want a hundred of them. Yeah. 